Hello and welcome to the Mindset Coach Podcast, the show where coaches and coaches-to-be tune in to learn how to integrate mindset coaching tools and neuroscience-based techniques into their practice and grow and scale a coaching business they love. Each week, I'll be sharing easy-to-implement tips, case studies, and business strategies that you can use right away to transform your own mindset and the mindset of those you coach. I'm your host, Lara Young, founder of the Mindset Coach Academy, author of 52 Adventures to Change Your Life, award-winning business owner, coach, and coach trainer. Tune into this podcast each Friday, free on all the podcasting apps, and click to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And remember, mindset is everything. So today's question is, what does a mindset coach do? Now, it's a question that I often get asked, and obviously as the founder of the Mindset Coach Academy and co-founder of the Mindset Dimensions Report, we're all about mindset and about really helping coaches to develop their skills in the mindset coaching area. The interesting thing is that whether you're a life coach or a business coach or a dating coach or a fitness coach or a social media coach, it doesn't matter what type of coach you are, mindset coaching underpins all coaching. Because unless you're actually working with someone's mindset, you are not really ever going to be able to help them to create the lasting transformation at the conscious and the unconscious level that they need in order to create change and achieve the results they desire. So from that perspective, mindset coaching is robust, it's comprehensive, and it is so much more than normative coaching approaches afford us the ability to do because it helps to identify, understand, and move past the behaviours, the thoughts, the emotions, the habits, the strategies, the beliefs, the values, the experiences, the memories, and the identity that are hindering rather than helping your clients to achieve the results that they desire. So mindset coaching is a very holistic approach that combines work to release our clients from past behaviours, past patterns, past ways of thinking, things that are not helping them in their current situation and clearing those up. And then once they've moved past those, once we've cleared those up, then we're paving the way for them to create a future that they desire, take the actions that they need to take to get there in a way that is easy, that is quick, and that is entirely lasting. And so when we think about coaching and what we do as coaches, really what we're doing is helping our clients to go from where they are now in their life or their business to where they want to be. We're helping them to up-level some dimension of their experience. So whether that is in their business or their relationships or whether it's to do with their finances or their health, any area of life at all, we're actually helping them to create that change, create that transformation. And it could be that where they are now, the current state, is state-based or emotion-based. So it may be that they are 
feel like they're lacking confidence or motivation and the desired state is that they have confidence and motivation. So it can be objective-based, so goals that they want to do. Um, It could be things that they want to have in their life or their business. And it can also be a state of being. So how do they want to be? How do they want to feel? How do they want to be showing up in the world? Now, no matter what type of goal a client has, no matter what type of, of desire they have, no matter where they want to get to, as mindset coaches, we focus on discovering the structure of what brought the client to where they are now. Because let's face it, if you are at a point in your life where you don't have what it is that you want, you're currently not doing the things that you need in order to have what you want. It's pretty logical, right? You're not making the decisions that you need to make. You're not thinking the thoughts that you need to think. You're not engaging in the habits or behaviours that are going to help you to move forwards. In fact, what you're doing is keeping things the same if you're not moving forwards, if you're not achieving what it is that you desire. And so the first thing we want to do is we want to understand what's happening at the moment for our client. What are they doing? How are they maintaining that status quo? And we want to understand as well what really is preventing the client from achieving their goals. Out of all of those elements, which ones are helping them? They might have a great set of self-belief, for example. They might have some great habits. They might have really positive Um, frequency of emotions. But also we want to know, well, what is hindering them? Okay. What's hindering them from getting there? And then what we do is we change the structure of how they do what they do to make those goals achievable. We change the structure, the way in which they think, they feel, the habits they have, their behavioral preferences. We identify what their values are. And we work with them to really shape that identity uh, so that it is in alignment with the goals that they want to achieve. And so coaching on the face of it, you know, helping clients to move from point A to point B seems pretty simple. But actually, is it simple? Is it really simple? Now, I'm about to use the feminine pronoun when I go through this example. So we've got a client and her name's Mary um, and we want to understand with Mary where is point A for Mary. She comes to us, she comes to us as a coach, she wants coaching. Where's point A? Where is she now? How is she feeling? What is she thinking? What motivates her? What prevents her from moving forwards? What habits does she have? How does she behave? How long has she wanted to get point to point B, point B being her goal? What keeps her at point A? What decisions is she making about point B? What does she like about point A? What is safe and familiar about point A? And what are the benefits of staying at point A? So there's a lot for us to consider. And then what we want to do, of course, is we want to look at point B. So point B, of course, is where she wants to get to, either the state change or the transformation in her life or business. So what does it look like to her? How does it feel? 
What sounds can she hear? What she's saying to herself when she arrives? What does it mean to her to get to point B? What will getting there enable her to do, be or have? Why isn't she there already? What has she done so far to start her journey? What does she think about point B? What does she believe about point B? What are her values in terms of point B? And what are the habits, behaviours and thoughts that she will have when she's at point B? So again, there's a lot of information. There's a lot of things that we want to understand. And now you can see that there's a real tension, isn't there, between point A and point B, between where she is and where she wants to get to. And traditional coaching approaches all follow a very similar process. And we have normative coaching models like the GROW model, for example, which is very useful. And it typically centres on four key questions. And they are, where is the client now? Where do they want to be? What options do they have for getting there? And what actions will they take to make it happen? So there are four key areas that coaching focuses on when we use models like the GROW model. But there's a real gap here, and the gap is mindset. And in mindset coaching, we mind the gap because what we want to do is to get clarity and deep insight into what makes our clients tick so that we can help them in the most fast and most lasting way possible for them in a way that is really going to last. It's really going to help them to embed that change at the conscious and at the unconscious level. Now, of course, we have a range of diagnostic tools and techniques that enable us to do this. this. Uh, And one of those things, of course, is the Mindset Dimensions Report. Now, the Mindset Dimensions Report is our mindset diagnostic tool uh, that we have developed specifically for coaches and therapists to use to have that immediate snapshot of their client's mindset across seven key elements of mindset, including thinking and self-talk, emotional frequency, behavioural preferences, uh, values, beliefs about the world and beliefs about themselves, how they prefer to communicate and interpret the world. So there's a wealth of information in the Mindset Dimensions report that you can use as part of your diagnostic or your onboarding process. In addition to that, what we want to do, of course, is we want to, you know, we have the diagnostic phase. We have the phase where we do get gain deep insight. But we really want to be focusing on what makes our clients tick by using deep insight tools so that we are actually working on the problem with the problem with the client and not on not the problem. We want to be able to get through and understand where our client is, understand deeply where they want to be so that we can really help them to create that transformation. And so one of the things that we recognise about mindset is that mindset is so much more than fixed or growth mindset. It's so much more than positive thinking or saying affirmations or creating vision boards. In fact, at the Mindset Coach Academy, we believe that mindset is everything when we understand 
all the component parts of mindset. And when we as coaches are equipped with the skills and tools to be able to work with all of these elements of mindset. So mindset is about our thoughts, our habits, our emotions, our strategies, our behaviours, our shadow behaviours, our beliefs, our history, our values, our experiences, our language, our memories and our perception and, of course, our identity. So it's very all-encompassing. And what I'm going to do is I'd just like to take you through some of those elements in this episode and in next episode we'll take you through the remainder of them because each of them deserves their own explanation. So the first one that I mentioned was thoughts. Now, we have over 64,000 thoughts a day and around about 90% of those are the same thoughts that we thought yesterday. And then, of course, we wonder why change doesn't happen. In thinking the same thoughts every day, we're not moving forward, we're not expanding. We're kind of like Groundhog Day on repeat in our own minds. Now, the next thing about thoughts is, of course, that thoughts become things. Every single thing that is surrounding you in the room or the car or outside that you are listening to this, right, that you can see as you're listening to this, every single thing started with an idea. And ideas then, of course, become reality through action. The other thing to note about thought is that the unconscious mind doesn't do negatives. And so what that means is that if you are focusing on what you don't want, if you are focusing on I don't want to be single or I don't want to be overweight, your unconscious mind is actually hearing be single and be overweight. In the same way that if I say to you now, don't think of a blue elephant, in all likelihood what you've just done is think of a blue elephant. Our unconscious mind, in order to make sense of what we don't want or of sense of what we do want, it has to first make a picture. It has to first create a representation of what we don't want. And that's fascinating when you think about how often, how frequently our thoughts are about experiences we don't want to have, situations we don't want to be in, um, and things that are perhaps not right in our world. So being aware of this and working with thought with our clients is very powerful. Now, the other thing as well is that thoughts are not just located in our brains. It used to be thought that our thoughts actually resided in the little grey cells in the grey matter. But actually, neurotransmitters, which convey thought, bait every single cell of our body. So things like dopamine and serotonin, they bathe every cell in our body. So when you have a gut instinct about something, it actually is thought. And it's something that we can pay attention to. The mind and body are one. And so often our language the way we talk to ourselves is reflective of that. You know, he's a pain in the neck or, you know, I'm so sick of this or I'm tired of this job. And what's happening is that we are actually telling our body about a psychological, something that's going on with us emotionally or psychological, psychologically, 
and we're transmitting that and changing that into a physiological response. And we also know, don't we, that what you focus on grows. The more we pay attention to something, the more we pay attention to it. The more we notice it, the more it comes into our experience. Your reticular activation system means that the minute you decide something, that you want to buy something, do something, then you start to notice more of those things. And so if you decide, for example, that you want to tile a bathroom, then you may not have noticed any tile shops in your local area. But once you make that decision, as soon as you get in the car, there are tile shops just about on every corner. When you become pregnant, you notice every pregnant woman. If you're single and you want to be in a relationship, you're paying attention to all the couples out there. The next thing about thought is that it transmits energetically and you can't not communicate what you're thinking. I mean, I'm someone who I just don't have a poker face. You can't play. I can't play poker. You can play poker with me, but I'm not going to win because what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling is written all over my face, literally. I love the English language. We have expressions for all of these things, don't we? It's written all over her face. And we also transmit not just with our expression, but we also transmit energetically as well. And so thoughts become very important when you're coaching in terms of that energetic exchange, especially when it's about relationship coaching. I don't know about you, but if I if I hold an image of someone who I have not great rapport with in my mind, then that transmits out. And I'm sure that there are people that you are, you know, associate with, it could be um, within your group of colleagues or a group of friends or even your family with whom you have less rapport. And let me tell you, they probably know how you feel about them just by the way your thoughts, even though you're not saying anything out loud, are communicated through your physiology and through your energy. Now, the reality is, of course, that you're in control of all of those things. You are in control of your thoughts. And mindset coaches equip their clients with the ability to identify, acknowledge, and change their thoughts so that their body and mind is focused on what they want and not on what they don't want. Want to learn more about how you can become a certified mindset coach? Head on over to our website, www.mindsetcoachacademy.com forward slash coach certification, and you'll find all the information that you need along with a button to book a call with me to talk about how you can become the best coach you can be. One of the most powerful uh, coaching experiences to do with thinking uh, that I facilitated was actually between two senior directors in an organisation and they were working together on a project. They didn't get along together. The CEO uh, called me into his office and asked me to work with both of them. And one of the very first questions that I asked was, what do you think about the person, the other person? And I asked that of both of them and, and, and you know what, it wasn't very pleasant what they were thinking. And I asked them to hold a different thought. We agreed on what it was and hold a different thought about the other person in their mind. They didn't have to say it out loud. They just had to think about it in their mind. And that changed 
that whole dynamic of that energetic relationship. And in asking them to focus on positive characteristics and a certain positive phrase, that dynamic shifted and they were able to work effectively together. And the CEO rang me and said, I don't know what you did, but it's like magic. And so as coaches, understanding what are the thoughts that our clients have on autopilot, what are they actually oriented towards? Is it what they desire or what they don't desire? The fact that our body is a reflection of our thoughts through discomfort and disease, that what we focus on grows. All you have to do to know what someone's thinking about is to look around their life, look and see the evidence for yourself. And then how are they communicating with themselves and with other people? So thoughts from a mindset coaching perspective are important, but they're most certainly not the only element. The next thing that we work on as mindset coaches, and it's also measured in the Mindset Dimensions Report, is our emotions and the frequency with which we feel resourceful emotions, positive emotions, and unresourceful or negative emotions. Now, emotion and memory are linked. You know, you can easily be pinged back, can't you, into a memory when you have an emotional response to something that is similar that's been evoked in the past. And emotions can keep us peeing back to the past. That's why arguments and discord can last for such a long time. But hang on, remember the time when you did that? People say, let it go. Song in Frozen, let it go, let it go. Emotions reside in our unconscious mind, okay? And Emotion actually precedes all action and inaction. I don't know about you, but when I'm feeling apathetic or overwhelmed, my desire to do anything is pretty minimal. Luckily, I know that I've got control over that and I have ways and techniques and tools to shift myself from an unmotivated state into a motivated one. What we help our clients to do, of course, is to recognize where their emotions are helping them and where they're hindering them. Now, this is not about not acknowledging emotion because, hey, emotions are so important when it comes to being signals and signposts in our lives for what's working, what's not working, where our values are in alignment or out of alignment, um, you know, where we have experiences where we are filled with sadness or experience anger or shame or guilt or fear or happiness or joy or love or a sense of calm. And there are positive states and negative states. And the more that we can understand with our clients and help our clients to notice the relationship between their emotional state and the action they're taking or not taking and the results that they're getting, the more equipped we are to help our clients to actually develop strategies to change those emotional states, to recognize what triggers an emotional state and to change those, to change that habitual way of feeling, um, reacting so that it is more considered and that they have options as to how they can act, react and interact in different situations. 
So mindset coaches help their clients release negative emotions from the past using timeline therapy, for example, um, using hypnotherapy uh, and NLP so that they can propel forwards into a positive future unencumbered by past experience and past emotions. Now, the third element that mindset coaches focus on is habits. Now, habits reside in the unconscious mind as well. You're going to start to notice a theme about what the unconscious mind does. Now, habits also form a neurological feedback loop based on the premise that predictable action produces a predictable response. So if I do something consistently, if I do something, then it's going to achieve a certain outcome. Habits rely on four key phrases the cue or the trigger, how do we start it, the craving, the desire for it, the response, and then the reward. And we can actually have an impact at every single one of those levels. Now, they are as described by James Clear in Atomic Habits. If you haven't read the book, I recommend that you do. And as mindset coaches, we have specific strategies that we use At each of those areas, at each of those stages, the cue, the craving, the response and the reward to identify and change habits and install new ones. So to eliminate old habits, unwanted habits and to install new ones. And of course, you're in control. You are in control of your habits. Now, mindset coaches help clients to identify habits that help them and habits that hinder them. They then remove unwanted habits and then agree and install new habits that are aligned with their clients' goals. So it's pretty powerful. And actually, a lot of the tasking that we do as mindset coaches is habit forming. So the idea is that we use techniques and tools like hypnotherapy, for example, um, and conscious change tools that really help our clients, you know, with practical strategies for building up consistency and shifting habits and getting into that pattern where they're developing different strategies for what they do. And that brings us on to our next area, which is strategies. Now, strategies, again, reside in our unconscious mind. You have a strategy for absolutely every single thing that you do. You have a strategy for how you get ready in the morning, for how you brush your teeth, for how you know it's time to be motivated, for being calm. You have a strategy for getting angry. You have a strategy for making a decision. You have a strategy for being attracted to someone. And so the reality is with strategies, of course, that some strategies work and some strategies don't. Some are effective and some aren't. And so, for example, if you are working with someone who has is a bit of a shopaholic and they want to start to save for a house, then maybe their strategy for buying something is that they see it, They, if it's clothing, they see it, they try it on and they buy it. And there aren't any checks and balances in there that interrupt that strategy, that stop that strategy for running. So they're on automatic pilot and the behaviour just runs and runs um, and they're accumulating more and more things. So when we know our client's strategy if it's not helping them, we can then work with them to change that strategy. You know, if their strategy in meetings is to um, sit there and not actually, you know, contribute in a meeting 
until they're asked for a contribution and they're looking to be promoted or recognised in the workplace, then that's not a strategy that is working with them. It's not aligned to their goal or the achievement of their goal. So we want to understand from them, you know, what is it that's happening? How are they doing that strategy? And we break that down into very, very small easily definable steps so that we can work with our clients to help them to change that. Because when you identify each step in the strategy, you can change it and then you can start to achieve the results that you desire by doing something differently. And listen, sometimes those changes are very small shifts. Like, for example, with the shopaholic, if they see a red pair of shoes in the window, maybe a strategy and then they go in and try them on and then they buy them if they fit, maybe a step to add into that strategy would be to do them, have them do a, ask themselves the question, how many other pairs of red shoes do I have at home? Do I need another pair of red shoes? And maybe even check their bank account before they purchase. And so you can put in additional steps into a strategy that will reroute or change the result, the outcome of that behaviour. And so as mindset coaches, we use strategy elicitation, change and modelling techniques to equip our clients with the quickest, most effective route to success. Now, a lot of this, of course, is built on on modelling. So, you know, if any human being has done something, it's humanly possible. And one of the ways that we can model excellence is by finding people who have done something that is the same as or similar to what we want to do and understanding the strategy that they use to achieve that same goal and then replicating it. And so strategy work is incredibly powerful. And as mindset coaches, it's just so useful. Uh, and so, and also it so reveals so many aha moments for our clients and can be done in a very short space of time. The next area is behaviors. Now, behavior is interesting because you are not your behavior. Your behavior is the output of your thoughts and your emotional responses. So it's what you think about a situation, your emotional uh, response to that, a little bit of the physiological response as well. Um, And everyone has behavioural preferences. Now, Carl Jung uh, developed 16 different um, behavioural preferences, 16 different, I think they're originally called personality types, and then there's some additional shadow behaviours. And All modern psychometric profiling tools are based on Jungian psychology and are based on these uh, behavioural preferences. Now, all behaviour is along a continuum. So I guess the most common one of these is whether someone has a preference for being more extroverted or introverted, whether they are more detailed or globally oriented, they can see the big picture. And what's interesting is no matter what tool that you're using, no matter what psychometric profiling tool or behaviour profiling tool like DISC or Hogan or Myers-Briggs or the Mindset Dimensions Report, they all help us and equip us to be able to see that in relation to our client and the client's goal, we're able to see how their behavioural preferences can benefit our clients or hinder them, potentially. And then we can help them to engage in some behavioural flexibility 
to be able to achieve the goals that they desire. And of course, when we know our our clients' behavioural preferences, then that enables us as coaches as well uh, to be able to task them really effectively, to be able to coach them really effectively. You know, there's a big difference between coaching someone who is highly detail-oriented, who moves away from what they don't want and who is uh, has a high introversion preference, then there is someone who is and has a high extroversion preference and who doesn't need the detail, they just need the big picture. And so knowing those things as mindset coaches and doing that diagnostic work and having those conversations really does provide a lot of insight and enlightenment for us as well as for our clients and helping them to really shift and change and engage in behavioural flexibility. So mindset coaches use conversational psychometrics and the Mindset Dimensions Report to identify their clients' behavioural preferences and identify their action-reaction response to enable them to rewire their brains and adopt more effective, more resourceful, more useful behaviours. So very, very powerful there. Now, of course, the other part of behaviour and behavioural psychometrics is that we have shadow behaviours. Now, shadows are the flip side of the coin. And what I mean by that is that when we're ill or stressed or upset or tired, we're not our best self, right? I know that if I'm tired, my cranky pants come on and I'm a little more cranky, a little more tetchy. And these are the behaviours that we tend to revert to in those situations. They're not always productive and they can sabotage our success. So say, for example, you have a client who does want to get a promotion, they're working in the corporate world and they're ready for the next step in their career and they have, they have an issue. They've been given some feedback because they very overtly demonstrate their frustration with other colleagues, with their manager, um, with other team members in the workplace and it really is letting them down. Okay, Um, so maybe they start to demonstrate frustration if things aren't going quite according to plan or things aren't delivered on time and it's not really working for them in terms of how they're perceived in the workplace and certainly not in terms of people's desire to promote them or to give them, you know, to move them up to that higher level, give them more responsibility because maybe there's a worry there that that frustration could become worse um, and it could further alienate colleagues and team members, uh, especially if they're going to be leading a team. That's a simple example of how shadow behaviours can let, you know, can let people down and how people that you're coaching maybe um, need to work on awareness of those behaviours and on behaviour change in order to achieve the goals that they desire. Now, as with everything, of course, you are in control of your behaviour and What we do as mindset coaches is we use diagnostic and insight tools to determine the shadows that our clients have. And then we can start to use some rapid transformation tools like timeline therapy, like neuro-linguistic programming, like emotional freedom technique, EFT, and hypnosis so that they can really be much more um, aware of and much more adept at being more flexible in terms of behaviours and then engaging in behaviours that serve them well rather than those that hinder them. So they are our first several elements of 
what a mindset coach does and the areas that we focus on with our clients. In the next episode, I'm going to be sharing with you what work we do around our clients' beliefs, their history, their values, their experiences, their memories, and their identity. Do tune in next week. And now we're going to move on to our adventure for this week from 52 Adventures to Change Your Life. So for this week's adventure on the 52 Adventures to Change Your Life, we're up to Adventure 5. Can you believe it? This week, it's all about going for a walk. Now, I've got a dog. She's a rescue greyhound. Her name's Luna. We've had her for about, I don't know, five or six weeks now. And so the girls and I get out every morning with her and we get out every afternoon for her, with her. Now, at the moment, it tends to be typically around the block or to school and back. And then on the weekends is our time where we take Luna out for a bit more of a walk. And we're gradually starting to explore the national parks in our area and the beaches, the dog-friendly beaches that we can go to here on the central coast where I'm based. And um, I always find that when I'm out going for a walk with Luna and the girls, there's so much to pay attention to. Like I'm paying attention to the dog and other dogs and I'm paying attention to my children. And so it is certainly great exercise and it's great fun for us and it's a great activity for us to do as a family. But there's a distinct difference between me walking in that way and when I drive down to uh, Nora Head and go and have a walk on the beach or I go to another beach where I can walk for miles without any interruption, just enjoying the feel of the sand beneath my toes, the sound of the waves and the sunshine on my face and just escape into my own world. You know, I'm getting physical exercise. I'm in tune with nature. I'm really grounded. And, you know, it's meditative for me and very, very restorative. So I don't know about you and, and where you work. Certainly when we lived in the UK, we did a lot of walking uh, in the National Trust properties there. And we spent a lot of time out and about walking. So this week, what I want you to do is I want you to pick a day and I want you to go for a walk. And I want it to be Ideally by yourself. If you can't manage that, you can go with a partner or your family. But pick someone maybe somewhere that you've maybe never walked before. Go somewhere new. Have a bit of an explore. uh, And just enjoy being in tune with nature, um, with, you know, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot, and being comfortable with your own thoughts. And do let me know how you go, how you enjoy your walk this week for Adventure 5 of 52 Adventures to Change Your Life. Now, that's it for this week, for this week's episode of our podcast. Next week, as I say, I will be back talking to you about beliefs, history, values, experiences, memories, and identity, and wrapping up, really, what it is that we do as mindset coaches. Until next week, bye for now. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of the Mindset Coach Podcast. Remember to join us next week for another episode and subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review if you've loved it. Share it with your friends. And I really look forward to learning how you're implementing the tools and techniques that you're learning here. Mindset is everything.